Hey guys, welcome back to West Coast Mix and Bounds, brought to you by the LA Football Network. If you didn't know, we were formally brought to you by Sports El Dente, but we are now the LAFB Network. So make sure uh, you're going to the right website and um, you're not confused when you click on the link. But we have a lot to talk about today because NBA season is in full swing and West Coast teams, I mean, they're only about three, four games into the season. But a lot has happened over the past five-ish days, almost a week of uh, full NBA basketball right now. And, uh, of course, one of the biggest L.A. teams at the moment is the Lakers, and they are 3-1, and and they are looking pretty, pretty good, not to mention Anthony Davis, who uh, had a breakout game against the Grizzlies, 40 points, 20 rebounds in three quarters, and and the stats that I have written out. I mean, it's it's really a lot. We we could take turns, but uh, (laughs) Leslie, what's what's the the record-breaking stat that impressed you the most? Um, I think the one I like, the one I like, just because it's like a full circle moment, is that he made 26 free throws in last night's game out of 27. So he only missed once. Right. I like that. And then to yeah. add more on top of it, he broke the Lakers' record for most free throws made in a game that was previously held by Dwight Howard, his now new teammate. <laughs> and like, so I like that stat mm-hmm. just because it's like so full circle of like the Lakers and their problem with centers for a while and it's like or power forwards whatever Anthony Davis wants to be called (laughs) but I just I like that stat he didn't miss once well he missed one free throw and he like knocked out Dwight Howard it's like it's crazy and we're only four games in only four games in four games and and I mean it only took him one major game to break so many records. I mean, besides, you know, the free throws and the irony of Dwight Howard, you know, he he joins uh, really amazing historical Laker names like Chamberlain and Shaq and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar mm-hmm. um, as a Laker with 100 points, 10 blocks, and 10 assists in the first four games. Those are big names, you know. Those are names basically etched into... NBA history. If you don't know those names, you don't really know and the NBA. You know what I'm talking about? So now that he's up there with those names just just in one game, he's only been a Laker for half a half a second. Already. <laughs> um, exactly. and uh yeah, he's already reflecting, you know, their history and it's is I feel like it's very nostalgic. Um, but it's also very hopeful too, you know, that the they're breaking these stats that once were held by you know, numerous championship leaders before them. You know, I I, I was looking up today all the stats and all the history, and I I forgot, you know, the Lakers have 16 NBA championships. I was like, wow. Yes. I 
completely <laughs> forgot they are the second team and the the second most team in the league to have as many championships. The first is the the Boston Celtics, which mm-hmm. I knew that one, but it's just kind of like it's been so long since the Lakers have had you know these really amazing amazing stars on their team and Anthony Davis you know he's had he's made his own name but he hasn't won yet now you have LeBron obviously he has his a couple rings but not as many as you know Kobe or Shaq or so Mm -hmm. this is kind of just like a it's, it's like they have these guys that are built to win it's just getting to winning and uh watching Anthony Davis go off like that and LeBron James yelling out Taco Tuesday <laughs> on it the sidelines you know, <laughs> getting the yeah getting the crowd really hyped and um everybody just being on the same wavelength as far as like they look like they're not only are they having fun they look very confident which I said in our last show you know it's a difference last year they were having fun there was a lot of young young guys on the team but now it's it's different it's very different and uh not only you know do they have Anthony Davis you know breaking out but they have Dwight Howard in in his return is this like deja vu all over the place um and against the Hornets he you know he was eight of eight from the field he had 16 points 10 rebounds four blocks and this is coming from a guy who played nine games last season I didn't even realize that he was hurt literally over 90 percent of this season last year you know he's 33 he's He's getting a little up there, but he's still built well. And I I think with the time management, especially that obviously the Lakers are taking into um, taking into account that he will be able to perform like that in in clutch moments. Those 16 points, those 10 rebounds, you know, like he's still in 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 the other games. He was he got about two three points you know Mm -hmm. he was very slow to come forth but I'm sure he's still feeling himself out after like I said only playing nine games and and you got to see him in person you know Mm -hmm. how did that look on 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 the court well I well I have so much to say (laughs) because you, (laughs) you know me I was not a fan of Dwight Howard just because of his past history with the Lakers and you know I'm a Lakers fan so it's like I was like I was ready to you know just be like no you have to perform in order for me to take you back because you know apparently only my opinion matters (laughs) but (laughs) no he's actually in person he looks like a different kind of attitude has set in like he's motivated all I've gone to all the games since the beginning of the season every single game he stayed over and practiced his free throws and that's something that not every player wants to do everybody just wants to run back especially if you won you want to run back to the locker room shower go home like you know done we won we got our win he's been staying doing um shooting free throws after every single game so I feel like it's a new kind of commitment for Dwight Howard. I applaud that commitment. And yes, I agree with you. He's not the fastest on the floor. And he's kind of like, you know, taking his time. He's not in his prime anymore. Maybe a little bit past that. But he's still very, very good. And I think like he... Yeah. There was a quote going around there somewhere. They, somebody asked him like, you know, are you playing... Are you content with how you're playing? And he was like, yeah, like I'm not going to come out here and like average a double double or or give you guys like a shitload of points i'm gonna come here like do my job and if that's six points and if that's 10 rebounds like you know 
I'm just going to come. And honestly, that's offense. Defense, he's been really, really good. And it's like, if you're going to save your energy for defense, save it. Because then that way, Anthony Davis can go on, on offense and just kill. And then you, you guys can work together on defense. And I honestly, I like that rotation. I like when both of them are on the floor. Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis, they have like this really great chemistry. Which I, oddly, hmm. I, I did not see it coming. I, I know. Yeah, I wouldn't think so either. It's like when, like, they, they work off of each other. Which is kind of crazy because you would think like maybe only one of them needs to be on the floor at a certain time, but it's like they work well together. And I don't know, just I feel like Dwight Howard has matured, you know, when he was last with the Lakers. It was kind of like, I'm just having fun and, you know, I'm going to smile my way through it because I'm so great and I'm like a defensive player of the year and all this great stuff. And I was like, yeah, Yeah. I'm all that, but I kind of want to win. And I, I can feel his like hunger for winning. And so, as a former Howard hater, <laughs> I can say I'm pleased. I'm very pleased. And, I mean, I sometimes I'm like, is it just talent or is it coaching? But I feel like maybe it's a little bit of both and a little bit more of coaching. Right. <laughs> I don't know about you, but, like, because Coach Vogel, I don't know, but many people have been critical because he wasn't the first coach or even the second coach um option for the lakers (laughs) and so it's like well what are you gonna come here and do for us and i mean he's kind of doing playing by his own rules going at his own speed and working way working things around his way and so like the first game we all saw that they lost against the clippers and everybody was like no well this lineup didn't work why what is he doing and da 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 and so there was some questionable choices that he made on my part and then through these last four games like not even it's not it hasn't even been a whole season or half a season he's been improving them so like like i'm saying i like that anthony davis dwight howard chemistry that they have going on i like that he actually is putting caruso in because i like alex caruso and then kcp you know he was in the game too which i was not so happy about in the first three games but like Last game, he had a really great game. He was scoring like like he was hot. <laughs> and um, maybe I attribute that to maybe Coach Vogel for sticking to him and not giving up. So, I don't know. It's just, it's a great season so far. Dwight Howard's having a major comeback. Coaching, I think, is kind of doing an okay job. How do you feel about the coaching? Um, I mean, I, I think you're right, you know what? It has to be a balance at the end of the day. It has to be a balance between uh, leadership as far as coaching staff and then leadership as far as, you know, on how are people communicating on the court. Mm-hmm. And I think seeing how uh, they've handled themselves so far, it seems very calm, cool, and collected. You know, nobody's in over their head. Nobody's super hot-headed. You haven't really seen, like, you know, we've already seen uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden get mm-hmm. into it. We've already seen Kyrie Irving's, you know, uh, drama about him having yeah. um, some kind of, yeah, mental issues going on you know so there's all this drama still circulating as it does in the nba but 
the Lakers, they're actually on the back side of the page, which was just a complete turnaround from last year. Because they were the top headline for every single mm-hmm. piece of drama in the NBA. <laughs> um, but now they're actually, they actually seem stable. They seem like a team. And obviously, you know, it may be too early to say it, but I, I think they are really showing that kind of mature, uh, playoff-bound kind of aura mindset. They're already giving it off. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, after they, they lost against the Clippers, you know, they didn't come out and get shut out by another team or, uh, you know, I don't know, yell at the coach. Or, you know, there wasn't any kind of, like, retaliation. It was just like, okay lost we're gonna take this and we're gonna move on and you know on the coaching side they're gonna switch the lineup it's not gonna be the same every night it's mm-hmm. way too early in the season uh and you know there are stars that that Vogel are Vogel is sticking to like you said Pope he was definitely getting trash talked online <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter especially that he was really sucking it up I'm not yeah. gonna lie you know he had zero points against the Clippers uh three assists three rebounds but it's just kind of like all right dude like you're he's kind of like I feel like what Frank Vogel is trying to do is kind of make him uh, a clutch six man which I think would be a good position for him he definitely had a lot of break games last year where he scored you know over 20 points where he's had uh these these really just catalytic games where he boosts up the rest of the team he's still young he's still growing and I I see tons of potential in him and I think that's one of the reason why the Lakers have not decided to get rid of him or trade him because Mm -hmm. they do see something in him uh, so I, I think it's really good that they are sticking on those younger players, you know, and you have Danny Green. He's he had 28.7 rebounds against the Clippers. Mm-hmm. So that's somebody that you have on the floor that can really uh, move the ball around and create space. You know, I think that's the only thing that the Lakers are still probably trying to figure out is who's going to be their real ball handler. Yes. Um, you know, who's going to be really that, that legit point guard. I think Danny green would be amazing, but he is just a little bit more of a shooting guard than he is a point guard. Obviously you have uh Bradley. He's a, he's a great guy too. He's a great guard too, but I think, uh, they're going to definitely play around with that point guard position between Bradley Green and uh, Rondo. Hopefully Mm -hmm. LeBron never has to go back to a guard position. I never like him in a guard position (laughs) and I don't think he should be a guard. (laughs) I think he's a better passer when he's not an official guard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like he shouldn't have all the pressure. Yes. In certain rotations, he's going to be a little more of a ball handler, but I don't think that pressure should be on top of LeBron. So, like I said, they they definitely have a long way to go in the season, but where they're starting is, I think, much better than even I expected and probably most people expected. The loss to the Clippers is like, okay, it's the Clippers, like, sure. But um, (laughs) after that, they they picked themselves up, they brushed themselves off, and uh, they won the, the next few games, so... 
And that I think that kind of leads to what you were saying as to the drama and why there hasn't been such negative talk around the Lakers, or at least like not how past seasons have been. It's because they're winning. Yeah, they lost to the Clippers, but they didn't lose to the teams they were not supposed to lose to. And so they're just like, you know, mm-hmm. we're having a little streak here. So that way there's no drama. No one's talking bad about each other yet. As of yet, you know, knock on wood. <laughs> but yeah, there might be some drama. I don't know. Do you think that there's worry for Anthony Davis's shoulder? Um, yes and no. Uh, I think load management is definitely going to be the biggest thing. I wouldn't be surprised if, the Lakers, you know, announced that he was going to sit out uh, on a lesser game, mm-hmm. maybe against um, like a calmer team. I mean, they have a pretty tough schedule the next few games. Not going to lie, may I mean they they have that the Mavericks, the Spurs, the Bulls, the Lakers, the Raptors, and the Suns, and that's the next six games. Then they have the Warriors, and the Kings. Uh, so they have a pretty tough schedule against them uh, uh, coming up. But I think at least one of those games. They should sit him because of his shoulder. Uh, looking at the fact that he can score 40 points and have 20 rebounds with a short <laughs> shoulder is great. Yeah. That's fantastic. But it's the beginning of the season. You know, you, you don't want to you don't want to hurt him now and then don't have him later. Uh, because when we move on, we talk about the Clippers, you know, they're setting out Kawhi tonight so it's just kind of like and Kawhi's not hurt there's nothing wrong with him we will so talk you, about you that really have mm-hmm. to, exactly <laughs> you really have to take into account that this is one of your best players you can't play him every single game in the beginning of the season when it's like an 82 game season <laughs> you know so yeah they gotta uh, look more into the future a, for a that thing uh-huh they gotta look into the future yeah. 82 game season four games in you probably don't want to be resting maybe like halfway there you're like okay maybe i'm tired by then but it is in a problem area for davis where he's had issues with it in the past so i agree that they should kind of not let him play just for fear of making it worse but it's crazy because then he drops 40 points and 20 rebounds in three quarters and you're just like are you sure that hurt But, yeah, hopefully they can keep it together. So, one, there's no drama. And, two, we can see, like, a playoff contention. At least for me as a fan and as a basketball fan. That would be fun. Because there's also, like we mentioned or you were mentioning, the Clippers who have Kawhi, who is just having another great season, even though he's not playing tonight. Um, How are we feeling about Kawhi? Are we impressed? Are we super impressed? Or just like averagely impressed? <laughs> I think I'm averagely impressed. <laughs> Why? I think I'm going to go with average. I, you know, I I did not expect anything less from, from Kawhi. I mean, he's already averaging, what, 20-something-ish points a game. 27. Uh, uh-huh. And they're a few, tw- oh, 27, thank you. <laughs> 27, he's already averaging 27 points a game, and they're three, they're three and one as well. Mm-hmm. They play the Spurs tomorrow, so it's, it's just like he's, I mean, he, can you blame him? He's coming off of a championship year. He's in the city that he loves. He's with a team that seems to make him very comfortable, uh, and he's 
doing what Kawhi Leonard, the fun guy, does. <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, of course, there's already a new meme circulating on Twitter. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I, I love it. I think it's great. We we need a new uh, Kawhi meme every season. <laughs> One every week. <laughs> but uh, I think it's great. What, what do you think? I'm... I'm a little bit more more surprised and pleased just because of his assists. And I knew him to be like, you know, a very good shooter and stuff like that and like, you know, great. But like he he has averaging 7 assists in 4 games. Like now he's going to add I'm going to be a great passer too to like the list of all my amazing talents. Like when does he have time <laughs> to work on everything? I just feel like he's getting better and like he hasn't even he's like he hasn't even reached his top potential, I think. And he's already better than what he was last season. And so it's like, yes, I expected him to be good. But there's just things I was like, dang, you're good at that too? Like, I can't believe it. And so it's just like, he continues to be such a great energy for the Clippers. And then along with, you know, the Clippers core, which is like Harold and Lou, who have like this like great energy. Like, he just comes up on there too. And it's like... Energy on the basketball court when the basketball, when he's on it. Because I don't know if you saw the other meme now when he's like on the sidelines and like not caring or not screaming for his for, for his teammates like dunk. He was he could just be like less pleased. He's like, I don't care. It's like whatever. But like when he gets on the floor, his energy is crazy. And I think it's actually working with the Clippers. They're meshing pretty well. And that's still without Paul George. So just imagine how much better they're going to get with Paul George. And then you have Kawhi's passing. It's going to be like, I don't know. It's very similar to like, you know, what we watch Anthony Davis and LeBron James. We're going to have like a Paul George and Kawhi. And it's, I don't know. It's just, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. What I'm not impressed with, though, is that he's not playing tonight for load management slash knee. <laughs> How do you feel about it? Right. I, um, I, again, I don't think I'm surprised, honestly. Now, the Utah Jazz are, they're a really good team. Yes. Not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, they seem to be that kind of, they're kind of rema- reminding me of what the Raptors were and what the Clippers were before they had Kawhi. So mm-hmm. funny how both Great. teams mm-hmm. both had Kawhi. But uh, it's just kind of like they're that team without the star, but they're still really, really good. They're still really, really gritty. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like that. Now, now, if they if they think that, you know, the rest of the squad can hand- handle it themselves, then that's fine. I think... The team probably knew from the jump that Kawhi is going to want to have full games off. You know, LeBron has had full games off and not really been hurt uh, just for quote unquote load management. So it's not surprising. And I, I think that all players, especially star players who play the most minutes and have the most points, it's, it's important for them to kind of have games where they either sit on the sidelines for the whole game or, you know, they they really have to just sit back and not play as much. But I, I think to not upset players or to make it seem unfair, I think just having a conversation with them and saying, you know, this game, don't, you know, don't suit up. Just, you know, sit on the sideline, cheer on your team, take take a break. Uh, I think it's I think it's normal. Now, one thing we did forget, and I'm I can't believe we forgot, Kuzma 
is going to be coming back to the Lakers oh, against is. the Mavs. We totally forgot to talk about that. I saw that earlier today. That is their ball handler. That's who it is. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting because I wonder if Rondo's going to come back too because they haven't really said anything. So what if he comes back on Friday as well? And we just don't know about it. And now it's like there's so many more lineup lineup choices and rotations you can do. It's it's going to be interesting to watch on Friday. How much better they get or if they even get any better or if it just comes and messes up the flow. I don't think it should. It should make them be better. But mm-hmm. that is true. I do like Kuzma as the ball handler too. Yeah, but yeah. So jumping back to the Clippers, but the, I mean the Clip, the the Lakers and the Clippers kind of seem to mirror each other with mm-hmm. uh, injuries and potential. So that's why I thought about Kuzma coming back. But uh, besides, you know, like you said, uh, Williams, Harrell, they they're basically still leading in points, but they have the Clippers have this breakout star who I did not take note of in the off season, Patrick. Uh, Patterson, who's a 10-year vet, they acquired him from OKC, and he played in Toronto. Mm -hmm. In the last three games he's had, he's 41% shooting from the field, uh, averaging uh, 9.7 points, and 44% from from the three-point line, he had 20 points against the Warriors. So I was like, wow, who is this guy? And he's he's been in the starting lineup. So I think the Clippers have more people in their back pocket than they seem to let off, which is a little bit scary. <laughs> yeah, because they still want they still give off that like underdog like mentality because you're just like, wait, where did this guy come from? And it's like, oh. Have we not been giving them enough attention or like were we not paying attention or where did he come from? So, yeah, the Clippers have a right. lot of potential um, weapons, <laughs> potential weapons. I'm like so impressed that you were so cool, calm and collected about this load management thing. I'm kind of mad, like not mad, mad, <laughs> but I'm just like, OK, we're only four games in, though. It's like you start a job and then you ask for a day off four days in to your job. Like, why are you tired? Why? I don't don't get it. Like, I mean, I get it. I get like, you know, I get it. Maybe like in game 75 when you're trying to get ready for the playoffs, you know, if you're going to the playoffs. And, you know, I understand it's also a back to back. So they want to be. You, you know, well rested, but you're only four games in. How tired can you possibly be? Or right. like, does it really? Is this is this one game all the way up? Like at the beginning of the season, really gonna help you stay like put for like March or April? I don't know. It's just I don't <laughs> yeah. like. I'm all for load management. I get it. I, just not four games in. Yeah, I, I honestly like. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. The whole idea, like you just started like. Why are you tired right now? <laughs> but uh, maybe they're testing so it out. Mean. I don't know. I just, I just know that you know, Kwai was very, very, very like, I'm if I'm gonna sign a contract with somebody else, they have to understand my load management. Mm-hmm. So for him to take off, you know, the the fourth, fifth game in, it's just kind of like, all right, like 
Sure, I guess. It's Kawhi. You know, I feel like even though he's quiet, he still has this very superstar, like, diva mentality (laughs) about him. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, the fact that, you know, he's taking off a week into his job is, like, (laughs) he's calling in sick. Like, it's just kind of like, okay, I mean, I guess it's Kawhi. (laughs) And, like, I mean, I get it. You know, work sucks. You want to call off sometimes. Like, I get it. But it's like, now imagine how his teammates feel that probably haven't been able to be like, I want a day off for like load management. And then this guy is new. He's coming in here four games in. It's like, I want a day off. I I don't know. Or I don't know. Maybe I'm just overthinking it. Maybe I just have like a regular day job people in my head. So it's like, I can't relate. But I don't know. I'm just disappointed for that part. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully it doesn't, you know, cause any any drama or upset on the team uh, of him, you know, getting some time off. Mm -hmm. But another big thing about the Clippers is, you know, some of their weaknesses were shown in that loss against the Suns. That's true. Which I don't think anybody expected. (laughs) It was kind of, it was a shocker. I'm not even going to lie. Like, it it was a complete shocker. But looking back on it, um, you know, their, their starters just, they didn't show up. It was mostly quiet. Um, uh, everybody had six points or less in the starting lineup, except, except for Pat, uh, Bev, he had 11 points <laughs> and, um, seven rebounds. And then Leonard had 27 points and 10 assists. So I think the biggest takeaway from that game is that Leonard is not going to be able to lead this team solely by himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that was obvious in the beginning, but the you know, that game against the Suns, I feel like really, really proved to them like, hey, everybody has to be in this. You know, just because we have this big superstar on our team doesn't mean that the rest of our squad uh, doesn't need to put in work. You know, we had Harold and Williams come off the bench with 30 points and 23 points respectively. But still, like, that's the fact that the starting lineup um, all, nearly half of them had six points or less. Is mm-hmm. is ridiculous to me. It's 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 really sad. So I think that was a wake up call for them. I think so too. It was a very messy game for the Clippers, and I don't think we were expecting it just because we we were like so in awe and stunned by their first game that they were just like on point. That when it came to the Suns, they were just so messy, and you're just like thinking it's the Suns, like how? And then they have too many turno- turnovers, yeah. and for some reason like their defense seemed like not enough for the Suns and maybe it's like oh they probably slacked off they they thought it was going to be an easy game but I agree with what you said it's like it's going to take more than just Kawhi and yeah um Lou Williams and Harold had like their moments where they would kind of like bring the game back but it's just wasn't enough it has to be a team effort at this point because they can't just do all the work and I think, it, like you said, it kind of showed a little light of, like, there is a little glitch in the Clippers' defense. It's not as great as we all thought it was going to be or as or as great as Patrick Beverly said it was, you know? So they had a little bit of trouble with the Suns. They also had a little bit of trouble with the Hornets. They kind of adjusted their defense and became more consistent towards the end, so they won. But still, these are games that they're supposed to win. And I feel like they have to win them because it's early in the season. And it's going to, first of all, it might look like 
these losses don't matter. But then when it comes to the end of the season and you're like a four, five, six seed and like every win counts, you're going to be like, oh, well, how did we lose to the Suns back in November, December? You know, so I feel like they do matter and they need to kind of take it more seriously if they're not doing it all already. Right. Right. Exactly. I definitely feel that. And, um, you know, the one of the uh, other teams that is in the L.A. area that is not getting so much love as the Clippers <laughs> and the Lakers is the, the Warriors. And honestly, I'm I think uh, the Warriors should hit the panic button, the panic button and they need to eject <laughs> right now because this season is if this is the mirror, if this is the start to their season, like I really don't even want to have to watch what they have to go through <laughs> to get somewhere, anywhere, at least like even, I don't know, when maybe 40, maybe 50 games, because right now I don't think they're a 60 win. I don't believe that they're a 60 plus win like uh team right now they're they're not and what sucks is they're really in between a rock and a hard place because they really don't have anybody to trade or get rid of or you know deal out and they have a very small salary cap this year Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of like they're really going to have to just play with what they got and what they got right now is not doing it (laughs) i mean it's like It's not the worst start, like, ever, but it's just because we're just so used to seeing them win and, like, blow teams out that when they start off one and two, it's, like, very shocking. (laughs) I mean, am I worried? I mean, a little bit. Not a lot, but just a little bit. Because, first of all, they do kind of have a tough schedule to start off with. They played OKC. They played the Clippers. And then they have some easy teams. You know, they beat the Pelicans, like, like they should have. But then they also have like the Rockets mm. coming up next, the Spurs, Blazers. And so it's like it's not a really easy way to start their season, especially after everything they went through in the off season. So I mean, it's just four games in. I'm not that worried. If they don't find a momentum when the team starts like losing streaks and stuff, okay, then I'll be like, Oh, I'm worried, they're not gonna make the playoffs, like what's going on? But they still have Curry. They still have Draymond Green. They'll get Klay Thompson back eventually. And they have D'Angelo Russell, who's kind of been impressive. You know, he's still continuing what he left off with the Nets. And in in just three games, he's averaging 16 points and six assists. And in their first win against the Pelicans, he had 24 points, eight assists, and seven rebounds in 34 minutes. That's D'Angelo Russell. So I feel like he's going to kind of be a key for um, the Warriors, what they lost with KD and what they lost with Klay Thompson out there. He's going to kind of help Curry out. I just feel like they kind of need to build more on their chemistry and like find each other so they know where each other's sweet spots are and who who favors what on what side. I feel like it's just they need to get to know each other a little bit more. Am I that worried? That is true. No, but... Give me like two more weeks and if they keep on losing, then I'll be like, yeah, they're not going nowhere. Yeah, 
I think what's what's scary is that they're losing and they're losing so bad. That is true as <laughs> you well. You know, it's like they're getting blown out by like twenty points, and that's what sucks. Like it would be different if they were they were kind of I don't know if they were fighting harder, if they, if it was closer games. But I mean, at one point, I think. <laughs> Who, who was beating them like 70, like 30 or something like that? There was like a huge gap. I can't remember I mean, what that was game OKC. it was, but it, it was, it was OKC. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? You're getting like murdered by the thunder right now. Uh, and that, that, that's what scares me now against the Clippers. What's interesting is that everybody on the team scored except for one person, Kai, Kai Bauman, um, he had one assist, so it's good that all of their players are getting to the basket and mm-hmm. all of them know how to get there and score. That's definitely uh, a key hope for them, besides the fact that, like you said, they do need to learn each other. This is basically a completely new team. Mm-hmm. I mean, all they have uh, that know each other are Green, Looney, and Curry. Everybody else is basically new or coming off the bench. Uh, yeah. so they're, they're going to have a lot of lineup changes, I'm sure as the season goes on to see who really clicks with who again, playing off what you said. So, I mean, even with the Clippers and the Pelicans, they, they changed their lineup. So it's going to be a up and down season for yes. them. It's Will not going to be make easy. It to the playoffs. Mm, maybe possibly, <laughs> But yeah, they're. It's not going to be them in the championships this year. Definitely not. Yeah. Now, and every every team has their rebuild moment, and you know it took them a long time to get where they were to win the championships they did. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see them back in another championship game, rather sooner rather than later. You know, Curry's still in his prime. He's you know not out of his prime yet, but you you don't want to they don't want to lose him they don't want to they they don't want him to leave uh if they can't build the right team around him like they did with uh KD and um Thompson and granted he's going to come back and Green and Iguodala you know all those a lot of these these guys are are gone and he's the only one that remains <laughs> yeah uh, and remains pretty consistent he's you know still putting up putting up points 23 points against the clippers 26 points against the pelicans and i mean the pelicans didn't have zion so that's going to be different when they turn around to face them again um so yeah it's 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 gonna be they're gonna have to put in a lot of work i agree it's gonna be very up and down just like you said and i don't know if you've been hearing the rumors about Andre Iguodala that he is rumored to come back to the Warriors either if he's bought out this this season or if he stays and is or is traded when he becomes a free agent next season he is going to sign back with the Warriors but at the same time there's other rumors that he will sign with um one of the LA teams either the Lakers or the Clippers if he's bought out but at the end, and the Grizzlies are saying, no, like, we're not going to let him just go. We're going to trade him. We're going to trade him for assets, and we're going to try to get the most out of the situation. So I don't know how that would help the Warriors. 
if if it was even a possibility. I mean, I guess if he was bought out and he went to the Warriors, yeah, that would help. But how much would it really help? Like you said, because they're just going up and down and it's yeah. nothing consistent as of yet. Hard to keep up with every rumor, every stat, <laughs> every team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just—I just got a notification on my phone. This the Seventy Sixers got into a brawl with whoever they're playing. Yeah, today. you didn't—you didn't see it, <laughs> girl. Go watch it. Nah. Anthony, <laughs> not Anthony Davis. Um, All I saw was them running, and then everybody was on top of each other. <laughs> yes, Carl. No, Ben Simmons got on top of Carl Anthony Towns, like chokehold oh style. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh gosh! Oh no! It's yeah. See, wow, it's gonna be a great season. <laughs> it has begun. <laughs> well, that's all for today. This is West Coast Mix and Bounce, where we cover your West Coast basketball teams. Thank you for tuning in and listening. I'm Leslie Torres. And I'm Bronna Marks. And we'll see you guys on our next episode. Thank you. Bye.